Azania Mosaka on 702. It's now 18 minutes to uh, 2 o'clock, and thank you so much for all your comments. I think Samuel has a variety of perspectives on this issue. Now, every Wednesday, we bring you a conversation with Nikki Bush. She's a human and parenting, human potential and parenting expert. Check out her website, nikkibush.com. That's Nikki with a uh, double K I. And today we are talking about how COVID-19 is providing us with an opportunity to reset, reset old patterns and shift the way we think. How exactly do we go about that? And I think at the, at the beginning, you know, you may have great, you have had great ambitions and great ideas around doing that. And then the pandemic and being in lockdown kind of takes its effect. And those things you had ambitions of implementing don't quite happen. Uh, new patterns and behaviors you wanted to, you don't quite happen. But now we're into day 76. We're settled into this kind of new way of doing things. And maybe this is the right time to have those moments of uh, reflection. Good afternoon, Nikki. Good afternoon, Azza. Great to connect with you again. I thought, I, I reflected on this and thought, you know, I also at the beginning I was just so, had grand ideas about what this moment could mean. And then it didn't quite go according to plan because every day had its own emotions, had its own moods. Certain things happened along the way, you know, and some days I just didn't have the energy. But I do find that as time has gone on, you know, there is more flexibility, more resilience to be able to delve deeper into these areas that might need uh, disruption that we can put a focus on. Yes, as I, when we had one of our first conversations, we were talking about all the fun things you might do and the things you might complete that, you know, you never get time to do. But actually, I think the reality is that COVID-19 has presented us with an opportunity to deal with much deeper things uh, mm. than learning a quick course or, you know, finishing a photo album or <laughs> something like that. It really is a moment where we're going to be able to reset our priorities um, and, you know, I hear this all the time in my webinars that I'm running for businesses at the moment, how people are getting frustrated with actually trying to replicate their normal work day at mm-hmm. home under completely different and uncontrolled conditions. And therein lies an interesting thought process. If we keep holding on to the way things were and the way mm-hmm. we did things, and we don't take the gap and the opportunity now to reinvent and recreate or co-create something new, we will have missed the opportunity and we will just be left with this frustration and irritation. We really do need to embrace the fact that this is a resetting point. And I think I mentioned on one of our interviews that the human resources playbook, I think, is going to be rewritten fairly substantially over this Mm. time. And it's same thought process around sending your kids to school, um, that we have to make sure that we're not expecting exactly the same deliverables as when our children last went back to school. It is yeah. going to be different. So opening up our minds and moving beyond our fear, because you see, fear can root us to the spot and fear mm-hmm. can make us hold on to what we've always had and to our old beliefs. And I think that that is what is going to be challenged here, if we're open to it. 
if we're open to it and how important is that because i see some of the questions that you're saying we should put into sharp focus and spend time reflecting on and potentially doing work in all of these areas because it's not just about contemplating them but they they might actually be work in each area how important is that openness and a willingness to to do this well, I think that we have been so used to naming, blaming and shaming others and the world for the circumstances in which we find ourselves. And mm. when we do that, we actually give away our power and then we become, become victims of circumstance. Now, I can think of nothing worse than moving through this COVID pandemic and staying a victim for the next 12 to 18 months while it unfolds. Because mm. that will leave you in a place of misery and complete disempowerment. Because all you'll be holding on to is what you wish you had, how you would like it all to go back to normal. And you won't right. be embracing the change because we, we can't go back. It's like becoming a new, new parent. You can't put the baby back just because you're having a bad day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't not be a widow. You know, I, yeah. I, I am a widow. I, as much mm. as I don't want to be, I am. So it is about... In embracing that because being a victim leaves you sitting in anger and frustration and disillusionment and disappointment and you become buried by the circumstances instead of perhaps choosing to be conscious. And if we ask ourselves things like, what can I learn from this? And how can I grow from this? And yeah. there's a lovely saying that goes, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Oh, and I love that. Wow. Yes, it is beautiful. I'm just quickly writing it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's now, going to be, it's up to me. It's yeah. up to me. Mm. So, Nikki, let's go through some of the questions that you say we should confront, that we should ask ourselves and reflect on. And a lot of it has to do with responsibility. Yes, exactly. Taking personal responsibility for the journey. And for me, that is at the very heart of the opportunity COVID-19 is giving us to actually take back our power and take responsibility for everything from creating happiness and joy to career success. You know, those are just mm -hmm. two of the mm -hmm. many I put on the list. <laughs> it's even longer. You see, the list is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's longer. You see, we mentioned last week about taking responsibility for your own energy. And mm. yesterday I, I gave myself permission to have a, a pathetic day. I was pathetic yesterday. I wasn't mm -hmm. happy. I was sad. Uh, I'd been triggered and I wanted to vomit all day. And eventually at six o'clock at night, I started crying from the pit of my stomach. And then mm. I felt so much better. But it was about embracing all the change that is actually going on around me in my life. I was also, you know, I think we we're all processing things like Black Lives Matter and, you know, the, the changes that COVID's bringing. And it's just heavy. Everything felt heavy. But mm -hmm. then, you know, we are responsible for our own happiness and joy. If we keep looking outside of us and we think, well, my husband must make that happen or mm -hmm. the government must must bring joy and happiness back or my partner or my children must be responsible for create, making me happy. That is, a, that is a burden we should not be placing on our children. It's not our children's job to make us happy. It's our job to claim our happiness. And yes. we so often look outside ourselves. Remember last week we spoke about the choice jar yes. for children. 
And mm-hmm. that, that, that was a, a way to help children to create moments of happiness and joy by picking out something from the choice jar that they had already written down made them happy, but they were in control of that situation. So we need to take back responsibility and control for our happiness and joy. And then this career success one, this yeah. is uber important. So I've just presented my first webinar of the day, the realities of working at home with kids. And I've got mm. another one, by the way, at 4.30 this afternoon and another at 7.30 sure. this evening if any listeners want to go and book. So hop on to mm-hmm. Nikki Bush Speaker Facebook or NikkiBush.com under the COVID-19 drop-down menu and book a seat. Uh, we've so had the realities of The realities of working from home with working children? Working from home with kids, yes. Okay, so um, we've had good. over a 1,000 mm. bookings, so it's been very, very busy. And mm. in that that webinar actually do talk about the fact that your career success is up to you. And I think we're increasingly going to see that happen through COVID-19, that um, you can't look to the human resources department. You have to look Mm -hmm. to yourself. You can't be micromanaged anymore because you're not at work. You're at home. You're having to manage yourself. You've got to manage your commitment Mm. to the outcomes. And, And this is where, as I said earlier, when we started, you know, trying to replicate a day in the office but in different circumstances is madness. Mm. You need to be able to commit to an outcome and and do it when you can, which is when your kids are asleep at night or when they're still asleep in the morning because that's when it's going to happen. Therefore, you have to take a break sometime in the middle of the day. So that's mm. you know, shows you that the workday is different. And last week I did um, a webinar. For, I'm doing a series of webinars for Vodacom. And I noticed that they have, as a company, collectively decided to have no online meetings between 12 and 2. Oh, so to give everybody two. just Every a day. chance to have lunch, to stretch your legs, to talk to family, you know, but just to get away from the work mindset. To switch off. Now, the only way yeah, that can work lovely. is if you actually switch your devices mm. off. And if you mm. say to your kids, between 12 and 2, my phone will be off and my computer will be closed, you will be filling your children's emotional cups because they know there is no competition over that time for your attention. That's a choice. It's an attitude. You could, of course, choose to ignore that, and Mm. then you'll have no respite. But if you are going to be working till 11 o'clock at night or getting up two hours before your kids, you've got to take a break sometime. So then we go to being responsible for your energy. Yes, nobody else is going to give you more than 24 hours in a day, uh, mm-hmm. You have to decide how you divide that up and how many hours of sleep you're going to get. And what I'm finding is if I allow myself, my work will fill up the hours. But if there's yes. a hard stop, if I create a ritual for the end of mm-hmm. my day mm-hmm. and I work to that, it's amazing how you actually get to that point and you go, that's it. It's time for my gin and tonic. I'm switching off my, <laughs> my computer and I'm off. And then this learning journey, being responsible for yeah, your learning so journey. Th- this is probably also quite closely tied to career success. Yes, it is and isn't. Because if we've got, um, there may be many retired people, for example, who are listening right now, or mm-hmm. people who are maybe out of work. Because of the free access to information and courses like Khan Academy, Coursera, Etc. There are so many courses you can do either for free 
or if you need the qualification, you finally pay to write the exam. But there is no reason why we shouldn't all be upskilling ourselves in some way, right. not necessarily just through COVID, but at any time, because a boss in the future is going to look at you when they interview you and say, show me or explain to me how you take responsibility for your learning journey, or do you only mm. learn something new if you're forced mm. to by your employer? Mm. They want to mm. see that thirst for learning. And then I've got a few more here, and I, I laughed because yes, when you were I think playing those, those flips oh, about the, the kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got a few questions about who's responsible for our children as far as a number of areas are concerned. So let's address those because they, they, some of them have to do with children and some of them have to do with families, our values, and our physical health. What was your thinking around a focus on these questions? Well, I think one of the lessons that we've learned or many parents have said to me over this time of COVID is this is the first time since maternity or paternity leave that they have had unbroken, uninterrupted time with their children to get to know their children. And I add to that that a lot of things like teaching children manners and family values comes through osmosis. It comes through conversation. It comes through role modeling. It comes through fam yeah. family rituals. Yeah. It comes through eating meals together. You know, it comes through being together in each other's presence. So, yes, we are actually responsible. And so often we hear parents saying, well, I'm paying for my child's education. It's the school's mm -hmm. job to teach them values. It's the school's job to teach them about God. It's the school's job. It's not. Schools can only build on the foundation we create as a family. So yeah. I'm hearing parents saying, I want to take back. I actually think I'm going to keep some of these responsibilities that I've discovered because mm. it is actually my, my job. But they didn't know that before now because they didn't spend enough time with their kids. So very, very interesting. <clears throat> and then we get to physical health. And yeah. so much of that is what do we eat? How much do we sleep? Do we get exercise? And if you're a fam, if you've got a family, obviously your kids are looking at you to role model that. Mm. Mm. And right now, I think that there, there is, there are question marks forming in some people's minds that when we find ourselves in our new normal, maybe we won't need as much stuff as we thought we needed to buy in the past. Maybe we will hold on to things for longer and not be a throwaway society. Right. Maybe we're going to homeschool our children. Because maybe some parents have actually decided they quite like that. They've had a little bit of mm. a taste, even though we're not doing proper homeschooling. They might decide, well, you know, if homeschooling only cost me five grand a year, imagine what we could do with the other money. Or, yes, or you know, I'm just like posing a question. Yeah, so even things like um, I often go running on my own. Let me start running with my kids. Let's go cycling. Uh, let's do, you know, the, the healthy side of things that we can do them together collectively. And that's where the kids will pick up these habits from a young age as we model them and be quite deliberate about doing them together. Um, and I know there are a few more other questions, but it's a pity that we're out of time. Are they, are they, because someone is also asking Nkosi in the hill is saying, could you please give me the links to the links and social media handles for Nikki Bush, please? So Nkosi, um, you can go to nikkibush.com. That's N-I-K-K-I. Uh, and your handle on social media, Nikki? 
And uh, Facebook, go to Nikki Bush Speaker. And on Twitter, Twitter. at Bush Nikki. Okay. And I've got one right. final statement to make that will kind of wrap this up if I can say it, is that Mm-mm. if we are brave enough to peel away the layers of the onion of our lives, to investigate our perceptions of ourselves and our reality, to consciously be different and to show up differently in the world, then I think we're on a path to growth and healing. Yeah. Oh. And that's where we applaud and say thank you. Nikki, thank you so much. (laughs) And enjoy the later uh, webinars. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Yes, let's hope some more of our listeners join us.